allowing ourselves to be fully present in this moment, putting down all the hustle it took to get here and giving no concern for all the things that have to happen after this moment, but simply allowing ourselves to be fully here now, focused on our breath, touching and agreeing and remembering to remember that there is only one life and that life is God's life and that life is perfect. It is whole, it is complete. It is forever unfolding in magnificent and glorious ways. It is always working for the benefits of everyone, of every situation, of everything. God is, we are, and all is truly well. And I know this to be regardless of appearances and regardless of the current circumstances. God is. And so it is from this place of trusting that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, knowing that the goodness of the infinite is forever unfolding in our lives, that we have the opportunity to see and be and spread love, love that cures what ails us, the love that will bring about the miracles that we are expecting, the love that allows us to be courageous, the love that allows us to stand unapologetically in our knowing that everything is unfolding in perfect order. I am grateful for Heart and Soul Center of Light for the permission that it gives us to be powerful for the permission that it gives us to be unapologetic in our knowing of the truth, for the wisdom that it gives us to simply be love and allow everything else to unfold accordingly. I am grateful for Heart and Soul Center of Light and all that it endeavors to do in this world for every heart and every hand that supports it, for our music ministry, for our beloved board and our practitioners, for our beloved Reverend Andriette saying yes, for our beloved Shakti Butler saying yes, for our opportunity to simply be and know and trust that God is, we are, and all is well. And so I simply release this word. I know that it is done not only because I speak this word, but because it is written on our hearts. We know it to be now and forever and allow it to be so. And so it is. Thank you, Sonia. And good morning, heart and soul. Welcome to our virtual Sunday service from wherever you are. I pray that you're comfortable and well because we are in this adventure in faith together. You know, we declared actually in 2019 that we were we were already kind of dropping anchor in our intention for 2020 in 2020 and so there's much that is unfolding even as we are consciously and intentionally expecting a miracle today you you meet heart and soul in this different kind of Sunday where we are mixing up some new elements you know we we began in earnest um, offering our first virtual services a few months ago and we have just been doing our best to to move in the direction of excellence and becoming ever more adept. And today we are spreading our wings and mixing in some additional elements. Um, we will experience our musical inspiration today, Gary Lynn Floyd, via video. I want to tell you just a bit about Gary Lynn Floyd. We, we shared a pulpit um, about a year ago, um, and I was so impressed with his music and the way that it just dovetails so beautifully with my message. And so I asked our our ministers of music to be in touch with him so that we could book him and have him here at Heart and Soul. And so they did that. 
I think it was by the end of last year, he was on our calendar. And because we're sheltered in place, he is not, as I said earlier, not going to be with us. But I want you to know that he is an American singer-songwriter who connects straight to the heart with his soulful style. He brings his musical perform he brings to his musical performances the culmination of his life's work from early roots in gospel and jazz to stage and screen acting to his recent one-man show when Gary met Harry, the music of Harry Warren. Gary draws from a deep and eclectic well of talent and experience. He has also written and recorded various film scores. Today, in just a little bit, we'll feature his single, Love Cover Me, which happens to be the song that, that he and I played together with. This is on his album, My 88 Keys, Volume 1. This song sets the tone with its inspirational and poetic message of love and light. And later you'll hear another of his selections, Unbound. This song is the Global Women's Empowerment Network theme song. They selected um, his piece. And so I want to begin with a quote you've seen before by Viktor Frankl, that everything can be taken from us, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. This quote certainly puts me in mind of what many of us are feeling and experiencing because two of our stalwart civil rights leaders, civil rights legend and U.S. Representative John Lewis and civil rights leader Reverend C.T. Vivian both passed on Friday. And we grieve the passing and remember these two towering figures and civil rights warriors. For me, their passing, especially on the same day, you know, I'm just making up a story that the, the passing of the baton was timed so perfectly to, well, I'm reminded of that there's a little video that I want you to see, but I want you to know that I'm also reminded of Revelations 21 and 1, and I saw new heavens and new earth, which essentially means that the former heavens, the, the former intention, and the former earth, meaning the former manifestations, are passed away, that something new can happen. And so there's a newness that what I know for sure is that these warriors stood so powerfully in the face of everything you can imagine and never turned back. And then I stand with my own wisdom and experience, also known as age, that allows me to see now that there's some young'uns who are standing so powerfully who have been mentored, who know how to be and what to do, given that something more, something different is required for this time. And so it's not lost on me. I know there's order in the universe and I'm seeing it in this. So there's a video that I just offer in remembrance and then that will be followed by Gary's selection of love, cover me. That was Gary Lynn Floyd. A part of the lyric that I, I pray that you heard, that I love, he says, love, I invite you to open up this heart of mine. Love, cover me, right every wrong, cause me to see, love over hatred, guide me to be faithful and strong. So when I think about both Representative Lewis and Reverend C.T. Vivian, that everything that has been said about them and their bios are long and their recognition and acknowledgement is deep and wide. But when you call through it, you'll hear their amazing and consistent love, their willingness to be 
more loving as is required to transform circumstances. And whenever I think about the transformation of circumstances, and trust me when I tell you that heart and soul center of light is founded with the very intention of transformation. So if you hang out here, let this be a word of caution for you. It's going to be about change and so much change that your life and circumstances are transformed. So if you get in the pool, you will be changed. And I invite you to get into the deep end of the pool. When I think about it, though, this is uh, James Baldwin comes to mind where he brilliantly reminds us that any real change implies the breakup of the world as one has already known it. Now, I know I can't hear y'all, but somebody needs to be saying amen. And I say right about there, because the breakup of the world as we have known it We know it has to change. We know we cannot hand off what we've been experiencing to our youngins, to the unborn. That there's work for us to do to create a safe and loving place that works for all of us. But James Baldwin says that this shift, it will include the loss of all that gave one an identity. You know, our our identity as Americans is already changing. COVID-19 is showing us that we are seen differently in the world. So there's a new identity. It's the end of safety. What we thought we could rely and fall back into. Now we know that something more is required of us. Ernest Holmes, I think, helps me to keep it clear about, see, I get concerned that sometimes in the science of mind and spirit, we, we kind of skim off the top and we decide that notions of freedom and liberation are all personal. That as long as I'm handling my own manifestation, that I'm good. But I've come today to remind you that that's not what's central to this teaching and what we endeavor to practice. That instead, Ernest Holmes, the founder of the science of mind and spirit, as we teach it at least, he didn't found the entire truth teaching, let's be clear. Because the truth teaching is ancient. Ancient. But he put something together that is accessible to us now. But I need to be, I want to be sure that I get it and that I share it with you. That he said, if we want freedom, and we do, we must understand that what freedom is born finally and only in such degree as some system. Did you hear that? As some system. This is not your independent freedom where you just free in your house and doing as you please because you're grown. This ain't that. This is instead where you have some responsibility for the greater whole. And he says that some system is required and that system must be devised whereby individuals who are doing their individual work are allowed complete freedom. And the only way that can happen is if there are systems of liberation that support individual freedom. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That level of freedom that each and every one of us can seek, claim, realize, and live. Here's the thing, for real, for real. There's a crack in our foundation. You've heard me say it before. I will continue to remind you that this is not personal. There's a crack in the very foundation of our aspirational declarations of freedom and liberation for all. There's a crack in the foundation. And I know the temptation is, okay, I know this is telling on me, that some of us, this, you, you, you see the, the international symbol for none of that across the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind which just happens to be one of my favorite films. And it's because I realize that in my mind, sometimes 
I have this desire. See, the, the, the idea of the movie is that you can erase someone or something from your heart by doing it in your mind to get them out of your, get them out of your mind. But you see, this notion of getting them out of your heart is very different. See, I don't know that that's ever really possible, but this notion of the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind is this notion that if we can just forget to act like it's not happening, if we can just erase the lynchings, if we can just erase the bombed, the children who were bombed and killed, if we can just erase, if we can just act like that didn't happen, but I've come today and say, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to be pretending and acting as if. We're not going to try to find some way to not know what we're going to do. <laughs> what did Gary Lynn Floyd say? Love, cover me. Open my heart. Support me in having it unfold in a different way. So look, my sister, Shakti, Butler, Dr. Shockley, but Shakti Butler is a visionary educator. And I want to, to share with you some about her from her bio, but I want you to know that there's a very specific reason that I've invited her to share our pulpit this morning. And it's because the work that she does is exactly in this realm of love being the healing balm. It's the science of it. So I wanted her to bring her brilliance and her practice and her awareness, having been raised in the science of mind and spirit, I know she brings a little something, something that's special around that. But most of all, our sister Shakti knows and practices. Anybody who knows Shakti Butler knows love. They know it is her very nature, her very entree into, as, and through absolutely everything. But I think it's important that you know that she is the founder and president of World Trust Educational Services. And that she's produced five documentaries because after she finishes, I know you're gonna say, I need to know more about this, what she's up to. So what I want you to know is that there are a number of films that are accessible online, but one of her clips alone has been viewed more than 30 million times. And there's a reason it ought to be 30 million and however many of y'all are online this morning. Because there are several titles. She's doing the work. She served as diversity consultant and advisor on the Disney animated film Zootopia, which I love, which focuses on challenging bias and systemic inequity. Dr. Butler's vision is of a world coming into wholeness where transformative love and wisdom heal the human family from racism and separation. So this morning we dovetail our visions for higher outcomes, for deeper love, for greater healing. And so it is my honor and great pleasure to introduce and call forth Shakti, Dr. Shakti Butler. I have to take a moment to just say, I am so happy to be here. I am so happy to be in this warm, loving, ever-expanding community. And that includes everybody, of course, who is present either physically or wherever you are, we are present. So thank you. Thank you, Reverend Andriette, for inviting me. Thank you to all of you who are here supporting this program. So 
the title of what I'm talking about is that it's all about love. The brain, healing, and social justice. I want to talk about our collective freedom or our co-liberation, as it were. And for us to understand that we have to all play our respective roles to build equity, sustainability, and justice in our systems and its inherent structures. We do lots of things, don't we, to participate in freedom and liberation. We participate in movements, we go to rallies, we use our cameras to tell the truth, we use our phones to capture what needs to be captured so that we can really see clearly the work that needs to be done. When we look at systems of inequity, we understand that we have to look at history, we have to look at how that history informs our culture, and how that culture then tells us who we are. And we also have to understand that there's some parameters or boundaries that we normally deal with when we look at making change. Can we go back to the original slide? Uh, the one before it is, well, that's fine. And I'll take the, does, do you want me to use the clicker or, okay. Thank you. Let's try it. No. Okay. So I'll just tell you when to change the slide, okay? All right. Great. So um, there's something that I'm a passionate student of love in life. And what I've been fascinated by is the brain and how the brain informs us and how we really are at this point in time where we're not only doing our individual work, we have to do our collective work. But there's something called the collective of the individual. We all have emotions. We all feel love. We all feel pain. And there's work that we have to do to recognize the wholeness, the, the, the substrata that's always telling us really who we are. But sometimes we have to look hard to find it, right? Isn't that true? Yes. Next slide, please. So a lot of us talk about love and self-care. I want to ask you, what are you doing for yourself to take care of yourself? And why is this important in your healing? Why is it important in our collective healing? So just take a moment, and you can write it down in the chat box. What are some of the strategies that you use to engage in self-care? There are books written about self-care, right? So what are you doing to take care of yourself? Maybe you take warm baths. Maybe you um, spend some time reading. Maybe you play nice music. You sing to yourself. You come here. We take care of ourselves. But I want to stretch that out a little bit and talk about the brain. Self-care really is about loving ourselves. The scriptures, the great philosophers, great beings talk about why it's so important to learn how to love ourselves. I want to talk about what does it mean to learn to love ourselves in the face of trauma. Trauma. Present-day trauma, intergenerational trauma, <clears throat> we have to learn how to love ourselves. I want to share with you just a short little story that was written by my friend who is an insight meditation teacher. On Juneteenth, she was watching her television and looking at a rally. And she almost missed this story. In the rally, there was a young African-American brother, locks, a little bit on the round side, walking quickly towards a store with a baseball bat in his hand. Almost as quickly, a group of black folks surrounded him, chanted with him, sang to him, 
and drew him in to be part of a peaceful demonstration. Yes? We have to love each other. This is love in action. And certainly all of us can recognize what it means to be in that young brother's place when we're angry and we're upset and we're in pain. But it's love and the power of love when we stand together that allows us to do what needs to be done to engage in self-care, a self-care that leads us to healing. I had the opportunity to study with Resma Menicum, the author of My Grandmother's Hands. Why? Because I need to understand intergenerational trauma. When I studied with him, he had us engage in an exercise so that we could understand how trauma is passed down through the DNA. He had us line up in groups of four. And the first person in the line represented 400 years. Second person, 300 years. Third person, 200 years. The first person, 100 years. And then he went around and he whispered in the ears of the people who represented 400 years. Now, I was in the 300-year position, and I was in the first group. I couldn't hear what he said to the person in the 400-year-old place. But when that sister turned around and looked at me, and I saw her, and I felt her, I burst into tears. My whole body started shaking. I could feel the disequilibrium. I could feel the suffering, and I knew what that was. I then turned around and looked at the person behind me in the 200-year position. She looked at me, and although she didn't get hysterical, she was upset. And then she turned around and looked at the person behind her. I understood in my body how it is that generationally speaking, we carry the trauma, the lack of love that impacts who we are. Well, there's something about the brain I want you to know. Can you turn to the next slide, please? When you are held by your mother, and I don't mean necessarily female, the primary caretaker in your life, that's not a gender thing. It's a love thing, right? But that person who holds you, by the time you're four months old, you are already reducing your sense of joy, if necessary, so that your facial gestures and your mannerisms, as much as you are controlling them, which is not much by the time you're four months old, but it's to correspond and be in sync with the person who is feeding you changing your diapers, taking care of you. Now, this imprint on the brain means that as adults, our 20 billion cells that are in the prefrontal cortex are all filled, filled with your experience of mother, whoever that is. And some of those messages are very strong, and that intergenerational trauma is being passed along. What I'm saying to you, my friends, is that for us to really engage in social justice work, we must learn how to love ourselves. We must learn how to love one another. And how do we do that? It's called self-resonance. It is recognizing that all of the stuff we may carry is there to try to protect us. And it may be misguided in some ways, but we recognize that we have to look at it. We have to deal with it. We have to engage in the radical act of loving and accepting that every part of who we are deserves love. Even those parts of us that have us do crazy stuff. I know y'all know what I'm talking about, right? The ways that we may become engaged in addictive behavior, the ways that we may become angry, that needs to be refueled into something powerful. And that requires practice. 
Next slide, please. Love and justice. We can only have justice if we love. We can only have justice if we learn how to love ourselves. We can only have justice when we love and heal collectively. We can only have justice, fill in the blank, if we do the work. And so here we are in this amazing environment saying all of the right things, but maybe going outside and doing some things that really don't serve us individually or collectively. This is where we must turn to God. This is where we must turn to what we know is true about the substratum of reality, consciousness. This consciousness is pure love. This is where we must go. This is where we must practice individually and collectively so that we can step into our greatness. It is only then, next slide, that we can engage in the kind of radical imagination and play that allows us to become liberated together. Radical imagination. My father used to say to me, wise person that he was, that everything that is was once an idea, was once a dream. And if we don't dream, and those dreams are not infused with the love, what are we creating? We have to create a new world. We have to create new systems and new structures that support us, that lift us up, that allow us to lift up one another so that we can step into our true greatness as human beings. My, what an exciting proposition. What an exciting possibility. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. Yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sister Shakti. Yes, I, I wanted very much for us to have, I'm so grateful. I am just so grateful for your wisdom and your, your commitment, your passion, your, your being on point. And y'all, I, I think you get how this dovetails with us, dovetailing our visions this morning, that something, something can happen. So with this idea that, that, that I have, have structured for me and have shared with, with us that for Freedom and Liberation 2020, that now I'm going to, now I'm going to update it. I'm going to edit it on the run, as it were, that for, in order for us to get from a moment, just a feel-good moment where everything seems to come together, where we're, we're all singing from the same hymnal, as it were, where we all have such good energy around what is happening and what needs to happen. I, I want to be sure that we're not just having a moment, but that what we're doing is laying the foundation for a movement a sustainable shift. And so I'm, I'm going to edit on the run from simply self-love to self-resonance. That we are called to unite in a compelling vision. And our sister Shakti, Dr. Shakti, has given us a compelling vision for self-resonance and the power to heal and shift in a sustainable way, because what is more sustainable than love? It is the absolute highest vibration. Totally. We know we're not going to run out of love. Come on now. And so we're, we're building from love and deep caring, compassion, and acceptance, broad-based coalitions with an intention for long-term commitment, with enough of us so that we can, we can tag, tag out, I, I got a rest right now. And so somebody else comes in because they're loved up and ready for the shift. One of the things that the Honorable John Lewis and 
And also, Reverend C.T. Vivian would tell you is all of the training they went through. And in fact, Reverend C.T. Vivian is credited with really doing some of that translation from Gandhian nonviolence to how that would support and be the consistent peace to the civil rights movement that we usher in a season of radical change, season after season, that love becomes our new normal rather than immediately seeing the differences and allowing that to hold us in separate places and this, 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 this adversarial tribalism that we see and sense and honor our oneness. So there's a song that I want to I want to tie a bow on on this part of today. And there's a song by Gary Lynn Floyd that I told you about is the actual theme song and here's a part of the the lyric he says you ain't got a thing to fear. Looks like love is growing here. So take your guard and let it down. Go deeper still until you come unwound, unbound. I offer you Gary Lynn Floyd. Thank you, Dr. Shakti Butler and Reverend Andriette Earle for the reminder that in order for us to engage in social justice work, we must love ourselves and we must love each other. You can show your love today to Heart and Soul Center of Light through your gracious giving. And there are many ways in which you can give to Heart and Soul. You can mail a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 1001 42nd Street, Suite 100, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And you can set up your gift online as a recurring gift or as a one-time gift as you see fit. Lastly, you can text the word GIVE to 510-500-5849. Knowing that any way or method you use to give to Heart and Soul is right and perfect, it still is important that we maintain an attitude of thanksgiving and blessing for having it to give in the first place and also for establishing the good that our gift will do in the world. And so wherever you may be in the world, I invite you to take your gift in hand or to place your hand over your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is.
Thank you, Valerie Joy. Thank you, heart and soul, for being with us. And I want to give a special shout out to those of you who are joining us from Detroit, Detroit, from Florida, from Los Angeles, from Denver, Colorado, from Seattle, from Jaco, Costa Rica, from uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, as well as Sao Paulo, Brazil, from Roseville, California, from Jersey City, New Jersey, Tucson, Arizona, Boston, Massachusetts, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and also from Maui, Hawaii. Now, you know, I have a special blessing for the folks in Maui who are tuning in because this could otherwise feel like beach time or something else, yes? So I'm especially grateful that somehow you found the time, the motivation, the interest to be with us this morning. Thank you on this amazing journey that is an adventure in faith where our intention is 2020 in 2020. And so to support us in getting there, our practitioners, the heart and soul licensed practitioners are hosting every Monday night. So we still have, you know, there's one tomorrow and then again uh, the following week, which completes their work for July. It begins at 6.30 to 7. The, our annual read, we are reading together. Our devotional for 2020 is A Year of Miracles by Marianne Williamson. And so they have a book study, if you will. So join them. It's a book review for that. Be there on Monday evening, 6.30 to 7.15. And then on Wednesday, it's our virtual summer school. Join us for week three. It is on and cracking, dare I say. It's shortcut to a miracle. A change is going to come for sure. In fact, this morning on my, on my way in, I heard the, on the radio station, they were playing Sam Cook's A Change Is Going to Come. And it just, so I'm just weaving our grief as well as our launch for our warrior brothers who have served so beautifully and for so very long. Our promise is, our commitment is that a change is going to come because it's on. And on Wednesday nights, we are literally using our time together and all of our resources to call forth a shortcut to a miracle, which requires that we acknowledge that miracles are not ever happening to us. They are happening through us. So just as Dr. Shakti said, the work is internal. We must do our work in order to show up in the world as the change agents that we are, for sure. So also, just to warm our spirit and keep us ready, ever ready to do the work we're required to do on Thursdays, tune in on Facebook for Tammy Hall, who is an amazing musician. And there's not a time where, where I have ever heard her where my vibration was not raised. So we have to learn and be willing to do those things that increase our vibratory energy, our frequency, so that we can be ever more effective. So Tammy Hall, every Thursday, 6 to 8 Pacific time on Facebook Live. And while we're spreading around the good that we are and have, we are forever in support of Marcus Books the oldest independent black bookstore in the country. They're celebrating this year their 60th anniversary and we're in support of them. So there's so many books that are out right now that are important to gift and to read ourselves. So let's have that be our, our shop stop for our books. And then for refreshment, we are also uh, in support of Kingston 11 for delicious J Jamaican cuisine for takeout and pickup. And this is about the consciousness, the consciousness of supporting those who are supporting. And we have it like that with the town's gathering space. So we encourage you to do that. Also know that we are fanning the flame of our young'uns. So the teens meet at 1130 on Sundays 
And uh, if you want, if you have a teen and you want them to be a part of it, you must send an email so that you can understand what the process is and how they can join. Likewise, for our littles, ages 4 to 12, they are on hiatus. They typically would have a Sunday afternoon. Now, they're also, though, currently, be sure to email if you're interested, because they currently have a survey uh, so that they can see what the parents and children want during this time that we're, that we're sheltered in place. So be sure to email so that they can send you the survey if you have a little one that you're thinking could benefit from being a part of this. Uh, and again, they're on hiatus to, until August 2nd. Prayer, baby. Prayer. All about it. When it's offered, I encourage you to get you some of that because it makes a difference. I know standing here, I, I grew up knowing that when the doctors told my mother, my parents rather, to be sure that I was christened because they would not take me home, I've all, I grew up knowing that I was living in answered prayer. I always knew that while medical science had given up on me and that I would live, that the community was in prayer. And so I've always understood the power of prayer. If there's anything that you're going through and you know because there's a divine knower that is knowing through you that there can be a change for even this, even if no one else believes it. I encourage you to stand in this mo moment, stand in this knowing, even in this moment. In fact, I ask that you just join me right now in knowing against all possible hope and erasing all doubt and all fear to stand or to allow me to stand in the gap, better yet, for you to just find a place where you can get as close into the circle, the circle of knowing and trusting and believing. But allow me to know for anyone who's unable to know and believe so completely that there is one life. <laughs> And that that life is good, that that life is whole, that it's perfect, that it's complete. That each of us is living that life. That life is the life of the divine, the living one, the strong one. That each and every one of us is living that life right now. And that life is living us. Whatever the life is that any of us is living, it is the life of God. There's no other life. Each of us is breathing the breath of the divine, even as the breath of the divine is breathing us right now, right where we are. Something quite magnificent is happening. In the body temple, in our heart of hearts, in the brain that Dr. Shakti was talking about, that there is a shift, that there is that that hears and recognizes these words. They recognize that they are less about my words and, and my human vibration, but the fact that what I am saying is true and that truth has a certain vibration that is healing. It doesn't matter the messenger. It matters that it's true. And it is true that we are living the life of the divine and that the life of the divine is living us. And for somebody to realize that in this moment, that's healing. That changes the trajectory of what they thought had to happen. This notion of a shortcut to a miracle is about loving enough that it transforms the situation. Oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for this truth and the evidence that we have of it. That that we thought couldn't be already has. 
And so somehow today we're simply saying that we're reliant on that awareness. The awareness that 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 we didn't think could be already has. And so we're calling forth that same experience in this new situation. A similar outcome where even though we didn't think it was possible, we're now living in it. And so this day I declare that the healing, we're living in it. That the justice, we're living in it. That the forgiveness that's required for the healing and the justice, we are living in the moment, the parent moment, the precursor that right where we are right now, the whole, the perfect, the complete nature of the divine is. All I'm doing is seeing it and calling on it. Calling it forth because I see it. I trust it. And I'm declaring this truth because it is the truth. It goes before me to prepare the way, to clear the way for this divine truth to unfold perfectly. Oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for the power of the truth and the way that it is already working in someone's and in these situations and circumstances in the world that I know that the transformational quality that is required is already unfolding. And for this too, I am grateful. So it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I just let go, that I let go, that I let God, that I let it be in the divine, in the realm of the divine, with the living one, with the strong one, that I just trust and know. Releasing this into the perfect activity of law, I know it's done and done well. And so I let it be. I simply seal this for all eternity by simply saying I'm in. Ashe. And so it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Big thanks for Dr. Shakti Butler. Thank you so very much, sis. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie Joy. Big love to Gary Lynn Floyd. And thank you, team, for the expansion, for the way that all of this worked together today. Oh, I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My prayer is that we hear you on the prayer line in a hot minute and that we see you on Wednesday when we play this thing out at another level and then we gather again that the practitioners experience you tomorrow and we gather again here next Sunday morning, same time, same station. Love you. <laughs>